From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Tell you what, man, when you're a parent, it never stops. You get text, you text back, you call back, no answer, you come home, everyone's asleep. Everything's okay, apparently. And uh, there's there's no expensive trip to the ER. Hell yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. It's me, it's Mike. Mike Davidson lives, is the name of the podcast. Thank you very much for downloading, listening, hanging out for, th- uh, for th- me for the next uh, half hour or so. Yeah, uh, leaving work this evening. Uh, and I'm recording this Thursday night. Uh, just before I left, I got texts, a couple of texts from my wife. Uh, one was like, girls are in bed, I'm going to bed. I was like, okay. And then she texts me again saying that Logan got uh, glow stick fluid in his eyes. Apparently it leaked and he got in his eyes. And I'm like, oh crap. So I'm trying to text her back, call her back, come home everyone's asleep so apparently it's non-toxic uh he seems to be sleeping very soundly and i might add very soundly in my bed on my side of the bed yeah we got company tonight so yeah it's it never ever stops with kids ever um couple of r.i.p's uh to start off here george mcginnis r.i.p to the legendary uh Indiana Pacer, ABA days, died at the age of 73, I believe, Wednesday evening. It was well, it was announced Thursday, Wednesday evening, Thursday morning, and uh, you know he was a great high school player here in Indiana. Uh, played for IU, uh, played for a couple of championship teams with the uh, ABA Indiana Pacers, won an MVP for the league. Great basketball player. I actually had the chance to meet him years back. Oh, this God dang, this has got to be uh, 20 years back when I was working part-time at Toys R Us uh, during the Christmas season. Uh, you know, anytime I was home from Ball State, you know, I'd work a couple weeks and, uh, you know, earn a little extra scratch. Um, but, uh, yeah, he came into the store one day. He and his wife, they were buying uh, bicycles for the grandkids, and I actually got to meet him. And just, just a very nice guy. A uh, very well-liked guy in Indianapolis and unfortunately no longer with us. Uh, this one hit me hard. R.I.P. to the legendary Andre Brar, uh, television actor, great actor, uh, passed away at the age of 67. Uh, more recently, uh, tied with the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he played uh, Captain Holt. Uh, you know, He's a straight actor playing a gay character and got a lot of critical acclaim for that. Um, but but me personally, I remember him the most because uh, I, I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, I don't really get a chance to watch a lot of sitcoms. Um, but I remember growing up and Friday Night Homicide, Life on the Street. Him as uh, Detective Frank Pimbleton, one of my favorite television cops of all time. Just intimidating, in the box, breaking uh, interrogation suspects, trying to get them to confess to murders. Just just high quality drama he won I think he finally won an Emmy for that role and he won, won some stuff for Brooklyn Nine-Nine but he he was kind of uh, in between that guy actor and big name actor because he, he had some accolade, accolades he had some awards but he, but it, he was I don't know like he never got to be like in that Denzel Washington Tom Hanks stratosphere but he was always amazing to watch. Great actor. 
unfortunately passed on from lung cancer and uh, just he was, he was a smoker so if you get a chance please quit it's not a fun thing to pass away from and uh, condolences to his family all right so in the realm of Taylor Swift fans, by the way, uh, did you know that was her 34th birthday earlier this week? Of course she did, because everybody was talking about it. Um, the The Chiefs and the Patriots are going to square off uh, this weekend, and uh, Billy Zappi, the uh, or Bailey Zappi, I'm sorry, Bailey Zappi, the quarterback for the uh, New England Patriots, uh, was asked if he was a big Taylor Swift fan. He goes, "No, I'm not really into that. It's not a knock at her." And then he had to clarify, and he goes, when she was country, I would occasionally listen to her because I'm a country fan, but she's pop and I'm not pop, which is respectable. I mean, that's, a, that's his wheelhouse, man. If you love country, you love country. If you're not into the whole pop thing, get it. Got it. Good. Uh, but Swifties are, like, railing against this because uh, how dare you uh, defile the, uh, the patron saint of the uh, Church of Latter-day Swift? Yeah, Taylor Swift, uh, Taylor Christ. I... It's okay not to like everybody's music. You know, you know, you know how that works? Like, I I like rock music. Not everybody likes rock music. I like certain bands that I've had friends tell me, oh, that band sucks. Um, I don't like, you know, <laughs> I don't go online and uh, def defame people who disagree with me on music tastes uh, about this sort of thing. But there, there are just these... People, these women uh, who just circle their lives around Taylor Swift. And look, if you go to one of her shows, if you're a fan of her music, that's okay too. It's when you just, the, the full on worship, you know, obsessing what she wears, who she's dating, uh, uh, what, what uh, may be in her stool sample, that's a little excessive. And there were some uh, Swifties giving uh, poor. Uh, Bailey Zappi some crap. It's bad enough that he's probably going to lose the Chiefs this weekend. Leave the guy alone. By the way, it's it's rumored that Bill Belichick may be done in New England. And um, I got kind of a chuckle out of this. Um, the rumor was uh, Robert Kraft kind of uh, came to this decision, if true, after the Hamburg game earlier this year where the Colts beat the Patriots in that stunning uh, high-scoring 10-6 ball game. Yeah, that was an ugly one. Uh, but somebody put... Because, you know, Robert Ursay will uh, fly a friggin' banner for anything. Uh, somebody photoshopped a banner saying, uh, one game that cost Bill Belichick's uh, firing in New England. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, if, if that was an actual thing, I'd be okay with that um, <laughs> being flown... Although there's rumor that he might be going to a lot of teams after after the season. One uh, that came to uh, recent attention, Los Angeles Chargers. And by the way, last I looked, they were being uh, trounced by 50 points to a team that lost 3 nothing just a few days back. So that's that's another stellar Amazon Thursday night game right there. Speaking of L.A., uh, Super Bowl 61, 2027, L.A. yet again. Super Bowl 56 was just held there. Uh, this is going to be in between the World Cup and the Summer Games, uh, 2027. Yeah, um, and I had a friend online point out it was a good thing that he got to see the Super Bowl. Uh, Indianapolis host the Super Bowl because now it looks like it's just going to be Los Angeles, New Orleans, and Las Vegas on repeat when it comes to the Super Bowl hosting. Although you got kind of have to throw in uh, Santa Clara and maybe um, 
God, Miami. I, th I think they're done experimenting with Midwestern towns and other cities. They might do another Dallas one. But, yeah, it, it looks like they've got their, uh, their rotation of uh, where they want to be uh, in terms of Super Bowls. Oh, um, you know how they're having all these classes for Taylor Swift at college universities? Well, uh, the University of Colorado has uh, one dumbed a lot of other universities. They've now got a... Uh, a Class, a college class dedicated to the uh, coaching mantra, the the styles of one Deion Sanders prime time. You know, you you're taking a class uh, to learn all about the uh, the Messiah for the Buffalo football program, which went four and eight last season. I don't even think Nick Saban's got a class at freaking Alabama, and they're just going overkill with. Uh, Deion Sanders. I mean, not that I'm saying, okay, there should be a, a class devoted to a college football coach at that university, but, uh, you know, Saban at Alabama or Deion Sanders at Colorado, wh wh who do you think's more deserving? Yeah, th this kind of shows uh, the overkill that uh, colleges have become. That it's, it's a joke, a lot of these universities. It's, it's becoming too much of a scam. I, I, I did start thinking about that fo um, uh, documentary, Football Life, John Madden, I watched a few years back, where he attended a seminar uh, taught by, um, oh, God, <laughs> Vince Lombardi. Sorry, it's late. Um, and he said that uh, he sat in one class, and you know Vince Lombardi was talking about one defensive play for six hours. Like, he kept breaking it down. And John Madden's like, I don't think I could ever be that good of a coach. You know, as much as uh, John Madden was into X's and O's, like, that, that's obsessive. I don't think the uh, the Deion Sanders class is going to be that obsessive because I don't think Deion Sanders understands the X's and O's. He wears sunglasses indoors, for crying out loud. Probably can't see him. A uh, little bit of a hubbub with uh, LeBron James. Imagine that. Uh, he was at his son Bronny James's game. USC, Long Beach, um, first game, collegiate game. And he was sitting down with his hat on uh, during the national anthem. And, of course, a lot of people were calling him out on that, rightfully so. Um, but to be fair, I, he's he's probably more likely to stand up for the Chinese national anthem. <laughs> he's he's more likely to badmouth the United States than he is China. Um, but... But if uh, if it helps, USC did lose to Long Beach, so uh, congratulations, Long Beach. It's not surprising that LeBron James is like that. It's just they got okay. You, little mini rant: When people tell uh, start that online uh, bullshit about uh, him being better than Michael Jordan because he has all these stats. Uh, first of all, Jordan went six and zero in the NBA Finals. Second of all, uh, two time three peat. Third of all, he didn't hop teams every four or five years to go find a championship. And and finally, finally here, uh, he w was not as obsessed about his legacy as LeBron James is. LeBron James wants everybody to like him. Jordan didn't give a shit. He knew he had fans, but he just wanted to beat you. Uh, and that's all there is to it so good luck trying to sell me on LeBron James better being better than MJ and I'm not and I'm not a Bulls fan by the way yeah you know, I, I grew up Pacers um, but 
yeah, it's just you got to concede that Jordan was the greatest, at least the greatest basketball player in the last 50 years. Okay, so Bud Light. Uh, if if LeBron James is doing uh, his little protest of the national anthem, Bud Light, the protest um, on the right apparently over. At least two people are saying that. And no, they're not lefties. One is uh, uh, Dana White, the uh, the head guy for UFC. Of course, UFC just signed that big uh, advertising deal with Bud Light. Bud Light will be you know on board with all UFC events. And Kid Rock, he just says it's it's time to stop. They're saying it's it's patriotic to drink beer. Bud Light. See, there's there's a little bit of an Orwellian uh, thing to this here, because last few months everybody was like, oh, you know, this, you know, we're standing up for our values, you know, American way, blah blah blah, um, and now they're saying, well, no, we got to walk this back, and it just it strikes me as hollow. Um, one thing I wanted to point out: a lot of people were boycotting Bud Light over the uh, Dylan Mulvaney crap. Way before Dana White or Kid Rock said anything, people were doing this way before Kid Rock was uh, shooting cans of beer with social video uh, media videos. And by the way, I was against him doing that because it just it just wasn't funny. If you're going to make fun of Dylan Mulvaney uh, or make a, a point, be funny about it, right? Uh, this just kind of plays down to that stereotype. But now he's like backtracking, saying, "Yeah, it's American to drink Bud Lights. So let's let's end the boycott." But people were boycotting because they didn't like the fact that Dylan Mulvaney was a uh, unofficial spokesperson for Bud Light. And now that you've got these guys saying it, they're not going to stop boycotting. You know, the damage is done. They've moved on. They found other beer. And maybe, maybe Bud Light does get some of its sales back eventually, but people aren't... Look... People are not going to just stop and do everything because a celebrity, right or left, does so. That's not how that works. Uh, if anything, a lot of these celebrities are kind of saying or doing what they do doing uh, to get you know click points to you know to kind of get uh, relevancy here. If we did everything that a celebrity, a famous celebrity, told us to do or just did on their own, we would all be Kansas City Chief fans right now. Okay. So, okay, Dana White and Kid Rock are cool with Bud Light. That doesn't mean everybody else has to be. It doesn't make you any less patriotic. It just means you've moved on. All right. This, this is a, a story I got. You, you remember last podcast, I was talking about the, uh, the dildo on TikTok, talking about don't work hard. You know, don't give your 110%, you know, because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know. To a point, you are not your job, but you should never half-ass it. You know what I mean? This guy wants to half-ass it and make excuses. Of course, he's got a TikTok video that's getting all this attention, so he's got his 15 minutes of fame. Well, you, you are not your job. You work hard at your job, but you are not your job, if that makes any sense. When the, the whistle blows, you go on with your life. What is your life? What is meaningful in life? And this is something... Uh, that you know, I've struggled with the last couple of years. I think I'm in a better place than I was about two, two and a half years ago. Um, but I saw this video. It's it was making the rounds. Actually, this uh, went viral back in November, and the woman behind it, uh, Melissa Pearlsing, she's a it, it, Melissa Pearlsling. I'm sorry, sorry if I mispronounced her name there, but she's a journalist for uh, Business Insider, and. Uh, 
she doesn't describe her she she says that she agrees with the feminist ideals but she doesn't consider herself a feminist so she's not like you know a Birkenstock granola eating feminist uh, she's just you know an empowered woman who uh, was pursuing a career in journalism and whatnot she's 38 she's about to turn 39 and you know just recently she had the startling thought that she was going to die alone she had been married divorced she saw a man uh, who's a little older than her for 10 years uh, they separated and she didn't want kids she was very career focused and uh, because of all this she felt betrayed by feminism because feminism says you know you don't need a man to be happy you don't need children to be happy you know if you live for yourself that's the best thing right and she was very tearful in this video and she was talking more about it um, in a recent interview now there is kind of a happy ending here for her uh, she did find somebody she is dating somebody and they are talking about a future I don't know if she can have kids I mean she's 38 it's possible uh, but it's a little dice here when you're older uh, so, you know if you're a woman um, but I've been in that boat before about being obsessed with career and if you hit all these marks you will be happy um, now I had a family late I got married at the age of 35 my you know my oldest Lana was born when I was 37 Hazel uh, came around when I uh, had just turned 39 Logan when I was 41 uh, but I was still kind of in that mindset that you know if I hit XYZ career wise I would be happy and then you know I had the rug pulled out from under me now there's some things I can't really get into it's just that you know two and a half years ago you know it it was very startling and it was very heartbreaking especially that late in my life 41 I, I basically had to start over again and here she is she's admitting you know this is the thing too you know when she was younger it was easier for her to say I don't want to be a wife or traditional housewife I don't want to be I don't want to have kids I want to be about the career I want to travel I want to eat all these luxurious meals and everything and you're moving from moment to moment to moment to moment to moment there's a you know you have the, the dink videos uh, the, the dual income no kids couples the guy and the gal is talking about oh look at all the money we're at we have we can go do all this fun stuff because we're dinks um, and they look more like dorks talking about it um, but you know they're talking about all these th fun things that they can do but I mean in the long run is it going to make a memory going out golfing with your buddies you might have a story about it but it's not the same as saying taking your son out to hit the links that's my point not everybody no but not everybody has to have kids by the way but I'm pointing out that here she is she's damn near 40 and her mindset is completely different than she, when she was 20 when she was 30 and looking back at all the experiences that she pursued and chased yeah, she was having all these great times and some of these great adventures, but who is she sharing them with? You know, spouse and kids, uh, you, you can go back and relive that stuff easy. Maybe a close friend. Uh, I am glad that she has somebody in her life. But uh, it's, like I said, like this isn't just an attack on feminism, but you know, a career-oriented dude who spends too much time at work. 
and not enough time at home with his wife or his kids. You obsess about work, you lose sight about what's important. Now, if you're at work, you know, and again, going back to the dildo on TikTok from uh, last podcast, yeah, you have to work hard because you still have, you know, bills to pay and a mortgage to pay. Uh, but I will link this up on the Mike Davidson podcast page, you know, her um, her interview. It, it Very, very educational, and I, and, I, and I hope the best for her because it seems like uh, it's, it's uh, cathartic, painfully cathartic for her. But, I mean, she came to a realization that most men and women don't come to until way too late, way too late. All right, it looks like the uh, downfall of Jonathan Majors, the uh, actor, um, who um, is going to be the next big bad in the Marvel Universe, uh, Kane. Kang, not Kane. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, with Quantumania flopping, I'm not sure about the, uh, uh, the numbers for Loki Season 2. But Jonathan Majors, of course, uh, stands accused of abusing his ex-girlfriend. Uh, there was a big skirmish back in March. She had a, a hairline fracture on her finger, cut above her ear, and uh, the wrapping up some of the testimony. But apparently, this is not the first time that abuse has been in that um, relationship. And, like, they've gotten a hold of texts where, you know, he's he, kind of this, if you love me, if you don't love me, I'll kill myself type of thing to her. Kind of guilting her. And I'm not sure how they got this, but the, some audio uh, conversation about a fight they had about her being drunk. And uh, this is, this is nutty. Um, I don't know how they got the audio for this, but uh, basically he's saying to her, no, 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 no. You don't understand that because that team that you did right, Grace. And by the way, her name is Grace Jabari. Uh, she's ta He's talking about her as if she is not in the conversation. Like he's talking about her to another person, which he, he's talking about her to her. So instead of saying you, she's he's saying Grace. No, no, no. You don't understand that because that team, that unit, right? Grace has to be a certain mindset to support. Coretta Scott King, do you know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife. Oh, no kidding. Michelle Obama, Barack Obama's wife. Let me just lay it out to you, right? If I am, I'm just going to say this. My temper, my shit, all that, all that I said, right? And let's say I'm a great man. A great man. I'm doing great things, not just for me, but for my, for my culture and the world. This is actually the position I'm in. That's real. I'm not being a dick about it. I didn't ask for it. I've worked, and that's the situation. The woman that supports me, that I support the work that needs to be a great woman and make sacrifices the way that man is making for her and for them ultimately. And it goes on like that. He's saying he's a great man to her who's doing great things in the community because he's an actor. He's obsessed. Could you imagine going on a date? So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a great person, and I'm doing great things for everybody because you know, I'm um, a proctologist. I don't know. This, this guy is so conceited. Now, this stuff happened before the abuse thing in March. This happened, like, in 2022. But it paints a very 
bad picture of Jonathan Majors. And again, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, how you are not your job. Well, he is so obsessed with his job that he thinks it makes him a world leader. It's it's delusional. Very delusional. Um, and so he's in trial. I think that the, the, it just recently wrapped up. Uh, it might they might they The jurors might come to a conclusion on one of the charges here in the coming days. Um, I am recording this Thursday night, but how how if you're a Marvel executive, if you're a Disney executive, you hear this and the studio is struggling. You know, you, you Marvel the universe has no direction whatsoever. Your star is revealed to be a narcissist, a bully, and abusive. Then you look over uh, over at Warner Brothers and how the Flash with Ezra Miller bumped. How do you how do you stick with this dude? And it just no matter what the outcome of this trial is, I mean, nobody is going to come within 10 feet of Jonathan Majors. I mean, you know, you might see him down the line in a bit role character, but this guy has fallen from grace pretty hard before he even had a chance to step up. Uh, he's just creepy as hell looking at some of this stuff. By the way, kudos to uh, uh, Grace uh, for finally getting out of that relationship. And, uh, you know... It took some doing, but I mean, if if uh, the Me Too crowd is listening, she stepped away after it happened and pursued the charges. And there is video proof of her finger in her ear, and there's video proof of her leaving the car after he slammed her into it. So I mean, that's how you do it. You don't wait 15 years to make an accusation when when things happen. No matter how scary it is, you fight back, and. Uh, <laughs> Kudos to Grace on this. It's scary shit what happened to her. And the this guy, the things that he thinks, the things that he says, he is... He has to be gone. You would have to think he's gone. Okay. Lighter stuff here. I'll try to be lighter here. Um, Colorado, these thieves, they were uh, caught shoplifting some uh, stuff out of, out of coals, right? And their lawyer is trying to plea down a lighter sentence because the stuff that they stole was on sale. Implying they didn't want the stuff there anyway, so well, yeah, okay. Instead of sending them for you know this long, how about fifty percent off? You know, uh, if if that's the deal, then uh, I don't know. I don't know if this guy's a public defender or not. I mean, if he. I, I don't know if these guys are smart enough to uh, hire a lawyer, but if they did, maybe they can you know get him to uh, talk down his rate. But my God, I would I would double the sentence if I heard my law uh, uh, the, these guys' lawyers saying this crap, man. Uh, I don't know if that's legal to do that, but that's just brazen, brazen to suggest something like that. So, yeah, these guys uh, in Colorado trying to get a better deal because, uh, you know, Coles didn't want the stuff. Then in Florida, a man arrested for welching on a tattoo artist because uh, he didn't want to pay, was it $250 for his sweet-ass Waffle House tattoo? Yeah, there's nothing more badass than a guy walking around with, you know, a greasy diner's logo on his arm. Waffle House tattoo. Yeah, that place, look, given its reputation about some of the rough customers that go into a Waffle House, and it doesn't matter where the Waffle House is, 
It just attracts rough people. Looking at this dude, he would get his ass kicked at an IHOP. Seriously. Um, and besides, if you're a badass at Waffle House, you don't advertise the fact that you're a badass at Waffle House. Everybody just knows. You're usually the second shift manager, and you don't give a shit, and nobody else with you. You don't need a you don't need a tattoo for that. Yikes. Alright. Uh well, what else we got here? Okay. One more thing. I'll go back to being serious here. Um, but it, this is just kind of shows you uh, what the media portrays and what people want are two different things. Uh, at auction recently, an original pressing of the first Harry Potter book sold for $69,000. This thing was bought in a bargain bin before anybody knew who J.K. Rowling was decades ago. This woman bought it for her kids. They loved it. She kept it. Lo and behold, well, we've had it for years. And, uh, okay, there's a couple of corners bent, whatever. Hey, this thing's pretty damn valuable. And people went and bought it. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing to me because... You keep hearing about how bad J.K. Rowling is and how evil she is, but people still want to read her stories. People still want to watch the movies. People still want to play the Harry Potter video game. They don't care about her politics or what she thinks about whatever. She provided an interesting story, and uh, they stick with it. And it's, it's a very valuable IP. That's why, you know, Warner Brothers is still trying to figure out how to make it work and, you know, make TV series based off of it and reboot the hell out of it. Because they don't have any ideas. They'll go back to J.K. Rowling all the time. And, uh, by the way, she would be producer on those and still make a whole hell of a lot of money. And then all said and done, I'm done. Until next time, stay fresh, Jesus. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Lives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Lives.